Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Drop Your Buffs Podcast, where we recap the strategy, social game, and stupidity of each Survivor episode. Today, I am here with Dion Alexander, who yes. has oh. his own IMDb page, which I think what? is super cool. And he <laughs> has been seen in movies such as Rush, Neighbors, and most recently, what if it works? So if you want to check out those movies, you will see our dear friend, Dion. It, yeah, that was very cute of you. Thank you for the talk up. But <laughs> do you guys know who I'm with? I am with Hannah Fleming. That's right. Who was once retweeted by the official Arrested <laughs> Development Twitter <laughs> account when she posted a cute little picture of a pair oh, dear. of boxes oh, no. underwear and had the caption, the perfect gift for the never nude on your Christmas list. <laughs> and, and they retweeted her. What a fun fact, Hannah. That was like the coolest moment of my life when I got retweeted by the Arrested Development Twitter and only Arrested Development fans will understand that tweet. Yeah, I didn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but more importantly, we have a very, very special guest with us coming to us from Springfield, Illinois, Ooh. the 12th place finisher and challenge beast of survival <laughs> challenge 2018 we have evan johnson with us hey evan hi everybody and i think i got 13th but oh, well, no who's who's counting who's I, counting i didn't I, even hear what number you said i said 12 i was literally yeah, trying to count Jack. today and hashtag <laughs> reading teacher don't do math so don't do math well, yeah. that was awful that I just said reading teacher, don't do math. So that was great. Put the, <laughs> put the pin down, Hannah. Don't do math anymore. Put, do right. a window. You're not at school now. You're at home. You get to be whoever you want to be. Yes. Uh, but thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Um, we are so excited to have you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And just to give everybody a quick understanding, Evan is one of our Argo tribe members. I know that we talk Yay. about them a lot. We uh, all have kept in touch very regularly since our time out there on our island. Um, and we're very happy to have him here with us. Something I would love to do today is, Evan, are you familiar with our rapid fire questions? Maybe a little yeah. bit. Oh, a little. Perfect, right where we want you. Exactly, that's exactly where you need to be. Prepared enough to is... know that it's gonna happen, but not enough to know how you're gonna answer. Yes. That's how is we now, love it here. It's now a good time to tell you that I've never watched the show. Like it's now. No, okay. I'm kidding. Well, okay. no, I was like, it's going to happen at some point. Yeah, and I'm like awkwardly laughing in the background. Uh, well, right. then I would say you didn't do your homework. And Evan, I, I, that's not something you would ever do. You, no. we all know that you do your homework. So yes. I want to put that to the test right okay. now. Are you ready for your rapid fire questions? Yes. All right, here we go. And question number one. When did you start watching Survivor? Oh, um, okay. This is a hard <laughs> question. I think the first full-length season I watched was Heroes versus Villains, but then I remember seeing random clips and episodes um, of past seasons, like what was the one that there was the Olympic runner? Was her name like Courtney? Gabon, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Crystal. so I think I've seen a clip of a Crystal, a clip yeah. of that. And then I think I've seen um, Nicaragua 
like a couple of that. Oh, but I think the so first full one was Heroes versus Villains. Okay, wow. so that goes to my next question. Would you consider yourself an old school fan or a new school fan when it comes to Survivor? I am definitely a new school fan. That's just when I started. I really haven't gone back and watched many of the old seasons at all. So Whoa. I'm not a super duper duper fan. <laughs> I would consider myself a super fan because I watch all the episodes and I chat on Reddit and all that, but not a well, super I'm, duper I'm very interested to get your input into this episode, be it that you've got a different view New on the season. Next question. What would your luxury item be if you were on Survivor? Oh, that's interesting. Um... I feel like I should do something like resourceful and useful, but I could also see something random like a board game or something like just yeah. something Ooh, good one that's unique to me and that like I can share with other people. And so, is there is there a game of choice for right now? So last season for Survival Challenge, Luke played, and I watched him play a previous game, and he brought a game called Bananagrams to that. And I thought that uh, was very unique because it was like a bonding game. And then you get to see how competitive people are and kind of yeah, like you get I a like vision it. of how people are playing already. So. That'd be you know super what? hard to play on the sand though. Yes, I <laughs> But it does sound like it would also be a useful tool for yeah. the game of Survivor. All right, you could like question. write messages in letters. You could like write messages <laughs> in the sand and like be like, I left you a note by the water and they find <laughs> like letters. Yes, <laughs> like vote out Tom. <laughs> yes, there you go. Well, okay, next question. What Survivor strength do you think is most valuable in Survivor? Social, mental, or physical? Okay, I'm gonna rule out physical because I don't think you need to be physical to win Survivor. Social is probably the biggest strength um, but also, like, mental is a big part of it as well. So I think you need a combination of both. I would say social. I mean, you have to have a good social game to go far and win the game. So mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. And my last question, if you were on this cast of Survivor, who would you align with and who would you want to vote out first? Um, That's a good one. Who would I, but, like, what tribe am I on? Do I just Oh, come pick on. Anybody? Just pick someone. <laughs> it's one world. You're all together. <laughs> It's it's free for all. Um, maybe I think I might align with Tommy, but I feel like everyone aligns with Tommy. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> I would align I with Tommy. Yes. I don't know. Okay, yeah. but who who are you or voting Jason, out? Who would I vote out? Um, I would probably target one of the big muscle guys like Aaron, because I would view them as a threat. They're not like me. I would just view them as like the alpha male and. So I'd probably target them. It's funny that you say that you would align with Tommy and get out Aaron, because that shows that Tommy's doing a great job as, as mm -hmm. not well, being think... seen as the alpha male. But he's yeah. also talking to Aaron, which is going to be something interesting yes. to talk about. Well, thank you for taking our questions, our rapid fire Yay. questions. You did very well. Thanks. And um, shall we get to the episode? Let's do it. Yes, as we're going through the episode, Evan, Feel free to drop us with any insight you have. I know that you have like a super interesting perspective of Survivor. Uh, when we played Survival Challenge, Evan was the one who studied challenges and he prepared like an insane person <laughs> to play Survivor. He made his own puzzles at home and he would 
recreate them and practice them. He would he practiced um, tying sticks together to um, you know that challenge where you have to get a key through a fence. Quickly, just to quickly, if for anybody who's been listening to our former podcast like episodes, he is my teammate who I was referring to when I said my friend put the puzzle together and I helped him in place. That is Evan. He is the wonderful yes. puzzle master um, for that challenge. So yeah, so, exactly. uh, so yeah. So as we're going through the challenges, Evan, you tell us how you would prepare for them or yeah. any other insight you have. <laughs> Will do. First things first, we have our fever dream. What was it this time, <laughs> Hannah? It was, all I can remember is Tom covered in sand. OMG. That was terrifying when I saw that. I was like, ah! Terrifying. I actually wasn't sure if that was part of the fever dream or getting to the fever dream because it was so short. He just kind of came was, out yeah. like this monster. You know one of those old school movies when like he's carrying around like a bag of flour and he drops it and it just explodes <laughs> and coats him? That is what Tom reminded me of this entire episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the second fever dream was that of watching the rough and tumble happening back at camp. It was just what we could see was two women on the floor, essentially wrestling. And for what? We don't know. Did you guys think it was play or did you think it was serious? I thought I, it was play. I kind of thought it was serious because I was thinking like they're showing this this because there's an idol that they're wrestling over. And maybe it was just, you know, past mm -hmm. seasons because there was a past season recently. Heroes versus villains. We saw yeah. Amanda and Danielle fighting over that idol and <laughs> Colby there just sat on that bed. Just wasn't it. even recent. Was there was one like a couple seasons ago where they I were know wrestling. Co wrong there was the mad dash for the idol where Maybe. there was the big guys and that little skinny girl that were just all going for the idol. And then Sydney was just looking back like, all right, <laughs> have fun. Yeah. Okay, and the third, okay, our third fever dream image, Hannah, because right now I'm blanking. I'm bl I mean, there was like, there was like really quick snippets of like, um, like Karishma saying, I I'm talking. Oh, it was all her saying like, um, I don't know how to talk about this or like, how do I talk yes. about this? Yes, yeah. that's right. We saw Karishma being quite vulnerable which is something that, you know, we've seen her talk in her confessionals quite openly, but we've yet to see her at camp being quite as vulnerable. Hey, Evan, what do you think about these fever dreams? Okay, at first, I really liked them because if you've ever seen the show The Genius, like, I love The Genius. It's a great show. And what they do is they, um, they have a new game each week and they do the game and then they'll, like, fast forward two hours to show you this chaos that's happening. <laughs> and then you're like, how did we get there? And that's what I think Survivor was trying to do. Mm -hmm. But they can't show us anything like past the immunity challenge or anything <laughs> right. that's like actually exciting. So these like one second clips aren't enough to really excite you or give you context to what's happening. So I, I like the idea, but I, I was more enticed by them for the first two episodes than I mm -hmm. have been for the last two episodes. Yeah, I feel like they have that balance of like sometimes they pull it off and you get like invested in it. And sometimes mm -hmm. you're just like, Okay, let's get, let's cut to the chase. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's one of those things that now we're kind of seeing these fever dreams and uh, unfortunately they're not lasting. They're not leaving a lasting impression as much as they have in the past. Um, I don't know that they were scenes that we had seen on the next week on Survivor like they have been in the past couple of episodes. Right. Um, so they were familiar to us. Um, I, I, I don't remember Karishma 
having a moment of being vulnerable in that next week from Survivor, things to expect kind of thing. I think mm-hmm. they were a little more um, engaging when we did get that and they were more game oriented where these feel a little more heightened on a dramatic level. Mm-hmm. And so when the fever dream is over, we cut right to Dean on Lyra Beach talking about I'm Detective Dean yeah. Kowalski or something and I need to yeah. figure out who ordered the hit on Chelsea. So what's our take on Dean? What's our take on him <laughs> post-Chelsea vote out? Clearly we all know that his first two episodes really didn't get an edit. <laughs> was just kind right. of there. Even though he had a hand in some of the most pivotal parts of Challenges, really didn't get um, a good or a bad outcome for them. He's just kind of existed and this was his <laughs> time to actually have something to say. So where do we think he stands? What kind of player is he? What's going on? I think Dean is so adorable. He is <laughs> like, just his confessionals have been great. And I love his like, I'm Detective Dean Kowalski and we're going to find the case of who put the hit on Chelsea. And I love that um, so he rules out two suspects right away. <laughs> and his two suspects that he rules out are himself, probably, and yeah. then Chelsea probably, probably didn't do it either. <laughs> so he's a world-class detective right there. He's yeah. growing on me. I have to admit, he is totally growing on me. I do think he's ridiculous, but he was entertaining for this episode. I, I'm very happy that we're finally getting this edit of Dean. I early on I said that I felt like he was getting that same kind of edit that Alec did um, on his season. I believe right. that was was that David that was David versus Goliath. Yes. Yes. So. Yes, it was. Um, where he was getting that edit of very early on in the season, didn't get much airtime. But then by the time we got to individual portions of challenges, he's coming off as this physical threat that they need to get out and almost turning into a bit of a villain. Um, when, you know, we watched him sitting next to Christian in the challenge and then watching Christian win it out over him, you know, we're all sitting there hoping that he takes it. Um, but I kind of can see Dean having that same, uh, arc. And what I found really interesting is that he found somebody on his new tribe, if I'm going to jump ahead past the tribe swap, that he found somebody on his new tribe that he could connect with on a level that we haven't seen him connect with people even though he seems to have formed very strong bonds with people we haven't seen we haven't seen it right mm-hmm. we actually got to see him in action with kelly and yes. we i got to see how charming he is and mm-hmm. how and how um and kelly even told us how easy it is to work to um be want in an alliance with him. with him want to work with him so that was great for us to finally see this mm-hmm. well let's quickly go back we have a Moment that we've been waiting all season for. Our podcast is named after it, and we have that. Ready? Three, nut. two, one. Drop, Drop your buffs. Your buffs. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's going to be a delay in there somewhere. I'm just waiting to see what the actual recorded version turns out to be like. I can't wait. Um, yes. But yeah, so we have the drop your buffs moment. So what I'm wondering before that is, so they're on this like sandbar for this challenge, right? And the sandbar is like in the middle of the ocean. They swim and there. You know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how Jeff is like, calls them in and then like getting your first look at the Lyro. Like these two tribes obviously came to the island together <laughs> on a boat and they have seen that Chelsea was voted out. So like they are acting shocked I, for the camera. Okay, no, I, I, have the, I have this question. I, I will give you this. What, uh, are there two boats? 
because from what I'm aware of, I don't even know where I got this information from. Oh, um, unless it was from when Sarah Lucina found the idol under the bench. Because oh. they all go into the boat oh, yeah. and it's blocked off. You can't see anything around you once you're on that boat. Same thing happened last season when they had the medical evacuation from the boat. You know, mm -hmm. you're in these boats, you can't see the waves that are coming, so you can't mm -hmm. expect them, you can't move with them. So I wonder if there was two boats, it's blacked it out, you turn up and, but I mean, if it's an island with nothing on it, you're going yeah. to you're gonna them. see them. <laughs> yeah, so but, maybe yeah. they had like a little bit more of a heads up before we actually see their reactions, mm -hmm. but I mean, they, showed they have us been practicing surprised. their reactions. <laughs> yes, I think this whole episode has been like fake reactions. That's like the theme because we're going to get into the challenge and the reward and it's just like <laughs> one long string of like exaggerated reactions. Guys, mm -hmm. Guys, did you see what they got for reward? What Applebee's. They got Applebee's. Oh, oh. oh. Is, is, is that all the fixings, Jeff? Is it all the fixings? All the fixings. We've oh. got spinach artichoke dip. No. We've got the shark bowl. <laughs> not the shark bowl. Not the bowl. <laughs> Have you seen Worth the playing for? Video? the yeah. like nintendo 64 kid that is what oh. i imagined while watching that like mm -hmm. a nintendo 64 my favorite, you seen that my video favorite of no. you haven't seen it okay no so my favorite was they did an edited version and made a song out of it and i need somebody to make a song out of the applebee's reaction <laughs> yes. from this episode that needs to happen i love it all right so they find out after they've switched up they find out what their reward is because that was that was a reward challenge, right? Right away, right, yeah. new new tribes. You've just met these people, and what I found really interesting was the tribes pretty much paired up with people that they've never worked before. They tied themselves up with new people, both literally and figuratively tied themselves up. <laughs> yep, and it's look, it's one of those kinds of fun challenges that we've seen in the past, and you watch it every time and you go, it can't. <laughs> be that hard it's literally getting yourself from one place to the other but i mean it's not easy <laughs> all right let's cue okay. evan evan the challenge yes. mastermind what would you do how would you prepare for this okay so raise your hand if you practice this challenge after you saw it because i i did try it. oh my gosh <laughs> it's not that hard to try like all you have to do is lay on the floor and then like put your legs together and arms behind your back and it is really difficult like i believe dion when we were watching it he was in the chat and he was like all you have to do is put your legs like to your chest and just push mm -hmm. it is to your chest almost impossible to get your legs to your chest because <laughs> okay so for for the audio dion has taken his mic off he is now getting on the floor and he's going to show us how he would do this are you ready all right he has yes. his hands on his butt he is but oh gosh he is writhing on the floor <laughs> it's tough it, it looks uncomfortable he is <laughs> He is squirming. We do not see him anymore. Yeah, his legs are moving. So here's the Peter. question. Are your feet tied together? Yeah, they are. Your feet are tied together. Guys, when I first hit the ground, that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think it's that strategy of bringing your legs up and pushing up mm -hmm. off them, which would be easier in sand because the sand moves under you. True. But it's the pushing off that might be more difficult pretty sure that survivor gives them extra rules about like you can't go on your side because it would be really easy to like go on your side and like 
crawl, but they tell you like you have to be like on your stomach. So. Well, we did see Karishma go onto her side because she felt like <laughs> yeah, that she... was the only way that she could maneuver. However, Maybe. she wasn't moving. Um, what about Nora dragging Karishma? <laughs> I was dying. Nora, why are you TV gold? <laughs> she was such a champion this episode. Like the Nora in Nora land, she was gone. This episode, Nora was here to play and she was part of the majority for the first time this season. Yeah. This season. <laughs> but we do see that next episode, she starts talking to the new people in her tribe. So uh -oh. maybe it was just a one episode thing. Maybe. Evan, maybe. Evan, how do you feel about Nora? I I appreciate her. I didn't like her. I didn't like her the first episode, but now it's like, wait, this is who she is, and I'm kind of here for it. You sound like um, Tom. You know, Tom is our Canadian, and ca Canadians have that stereotype of being like super nice people. And Tom had this confessional this episode where he's talking about Karishma, and we all know he doesn't like Karishma. And he goes, "Well, what can I say about Karishma? She's, you know, she's not my best friend." And yeah. like Evans, like you know. Nora's, you know, I appreciate her. <laughs> right. I appreciate her. But yeah. it's funny because she is one of those people that we've seen put in this really tough position this whole season. And this episode, she she was given that kind of heroic role, which we've seen her be the butt of the jokes, but we haven't seen her play, you know, <laughs> that. And I was very excited to see her in that role because it's Nora and I want to oh. see more of her. And I don't want her to be just put into this box. So, like, let's dismiss it. But let's also not make her the cola of any challenge ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Okay, so we have um, Vokai wins again, nonstop winning, and they get Applebee's! Applebee's! I actually went and I counted how many times they said Applebee's. So do you guys want to guess how many times they said Applebee's really? during the episode? Yes. Um... Dion, oh, over, under 10 times. Do you think they said over 10 or under 10? More, absolutely more. I'm going to go with about, I'm going to say 13. Okay. Anna? I will say, I'll say under 13. Okay. It was actually 16. They said it 16 times. So Applebee's. Applebee's. I almost Applebee's. said 17 and then I was like, that feels like a stretch. Apparently not. No. Wow. They, wow. they really shoved it in there. All right, can I have one of those like super fan moments? We see Lauren on Twitter or Facebook post a picture with the former um, Lyra Vokai tribe holding donuts saying, spoiler, we won donuts. Now, my understanding is the last episode, there was a reward challenge that never aired where the Vokai tribe actually won donuts as what? a reward. So this is not necessarily their first reward challenge, but when I was watching the show, I heard them say, are you guys ready for our first reward challenge? So Which makes me wonder, as somebody who's worked on the screen, like in front of the camera, behind the camera, is this, we didn't see Jeff's mouth say it, but we saw the back of him talking to the group. Was this dubbing in afterwards saying, this is our first reward challenge for our audience? because they'd already received something. It's either that or he was saying it's 
your first reward challenge as your new tribe, but they just cut it. Your first reward challenge. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that's a very uh, interesting piece of information because he yeah. did say in this episode that Lyra, who's only won, I believe, two challenges this whole one season. One challenge. One challenge this whole season. But that includes that challenge. The reward challenges. They That's won true. that as well. So just a little wow. bit of information, you know, and where it's like interesting. While they're eating their Applebee's. Applebee's! Applebee's! Applebee's. Missy says, I'm done taking the L's. This tastes like a W. So she <laughs> is ready to win. Mm-hmm. Now, with the tr- we, can we see a switch up. We see two fairly strong teams get formed. You know, from the naked eye, the Lyra tribe does look like the stronger of the two tribes. But I wouldn't rule out the Vokai tribe just I think yet. you have those switched. No. I th- Lyra was the one that lost today. Lyra sucks. Oh, <laughs> okay. I do have them switched. So we have the Lyra tribe that didn't come through with the goods. They went back to tribal council. But they do have some strong competitors on their tribe. They've got mm-hmm. Jack, you know, who has shown in challenges that he is a very strong competitor. Yes. <laughs> um, they've got Janet, who I don't think we can even deny any of her challenge abilities. She's right. definitely pulled it out more than half of the other people in this game. So I'm wondering if we're not necessarily going to see a blowout from the, you know, the new Vokai tribe. Just Hopefully decimating not. everyone. I think mm-hmm. that Lyra is still in a shot, in, with a shot. And uh, we might still see some more of Nora and Karishma because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see less of them. <laughs> I, I have cannot... a question. Yeah. So uh, when I was watching this, somebody said that this was a really bad swap for the old Lyro tribe. Which, do you agree with that? And do you think that there was a better swap? Like, I think this was, like, one of the best-case scenario swaps for Lyro. Like, there is not that many scenarios that they could have had a better swap. Well, what the are your only, opinions on how the swap played out? The hmm. only scenario that would be better is if they ended up with a majority on one tribe, but that would leave two people on one tribe. We saw Elaine say that she loved how it turned out. What do you think, Dion? I Okay, so here's my thing. I think that it's good for some Lyro players and it's bad for some Lyro players. I think that it's good for someone like Missy who gets to have the women that she was aligned with in the form of Elaine and Elizabeth being with her. Mm -hmm. She also gets her plus one in the form of Aaron. Now, I think the bad thing that came out of that switch is for Elaine and Aaron because Aaron voted for Elaine and Elaine has held a grudge against him for that the whole time. You saw her talking in her confessionals about how Everybody was talking like this is a new tribe and bygones are bygones. And Elaine's like, no, this needs, we need to honor our former tribe. Mm-hmm. And what we've seen from Aaron is I'm ready to jump on someone from my side because there's no way that I'm going mm-hmm. to rocks. So I think that that's really going to come to a head next mm-hmm. episode um, or the first time they go to tribal council. I don't think this is going to go well for Elaine. Because I think that looking at performance challengeability, look, she is a strong woman, but are they going to be more concerned about taking her further down than Aaron? Like, I mean, it's the same kind of tribal that we just saw. You know, we had this fear that someone like 
uh, Tom was going to be a stronger, well, sorry, Dean was going to be the stronger player. Karishma was going to be holding them back, but they had a third person in the mix who they could take out, which was Tom. But I, I, I don't know that this is actually a good idea for Elaine, even if she thinks it's a good one. Yeah. And I think that like, even if old Lyro had majority, they had two people that were almost guaranteed going to flip. So like, they are now like the Lyro that has four and four on the other tribe, like not, they don't have any of the flippers on their tribes. So, like it's an equal four versus four. So mm -hmm. I think that's like the best case scenario. Like all the flippers are on the other tribe <laughs> yeah. with Tom. So. Yeah, that is true. But then we saw um, Aaron and Missy saying Lyro's dead. <laughs> so. How do we feel about this Missy and Aaron pairing that's happening. Are they are they the new pair? Like is that the solid alliance? Has that's Missy what we're seeing back on the women? Because we saw Missy and Elizabeth be very close in the first episode and it seemed like they were gonna be thick as thieves and they were gonna be doing that. But now we're getting that edit that Elizabeth's actually working a lot closer with Elaine. So the interesting thing is all of those people are still in the same tribe. Right. So Elizabeth's going back to you know, Aaron with this, this was all from last episode. Elizabeth's going to Aaron with information about Elaine. Elaine's working with Elizabeth. Elizabeth's working with Missy. Missy's working with Aaron. It is that foursome. And I think once it actually gets to tribal council, we could see them implode because it doesn't look like the other four are gonna budge. I think they'd be more yeah. willing to go to rocks because it's kind of like, why break up a good thing when we have a chance at getting somebody from the other four out? Well, didn't we have a meeting of the minds between Tommy and Aaron where Tommy was like, where they kind of like linked up and Tommy was like, I don't want to lose yeah. anybody. But then Aaron was like, well, he kind of made it seem like he was willing to lose one of his four. So I think Aaron seems like he's in a good spot. Like he has Missy, he has Tommy. So he's kind of, I think he can sneak by till the merge and then be that merge boot. Well, look, I, I watched this episode and I did utter that I believe that Aaron is the new war dog. I think he's war dog 2.0. He's a lot of talk without the bite and just manages to get himself to a good spot. And you sit there going, how did this character, like this character of a person, find themselves in such a strong position? We saw war dog being that split vote at tribal councils. I'm like, right. how was he the split vote? Right. We get to choose. Um, but we saw that. And I feel like Aaron's now essentially that split vote. He's like, I can stick with my tribe or I can go with this other side. But the, the difference this season is, I don't know how legit uh, our early tribe bonds are going to hold. I mm -hmm. think people like Nora have been hurt too much. Jason's possibly been hurt too much. Um, even though they've kind of welcomed him in after he successfully led them to victory with his calling abilities. But does that mean that they're with him? You know, we've got people like Aaron, Dean, like that's already four people. That's enough to really kind of flip this whole game. I, I think that the original tribes are done and dusted at this point. Interesting. While we're talking about Aaron, I want to bring up Aaron's socks. Oh, <laughs> they're so Aww. cute. And watching grown men choke up when they talk about their wives and their kids, like, I love it so much. And that was so precious. 
Um, so what would you guys wear or bring with you that would remind you of home or your family? Is there something you guys would do? I would love, for anybody who knows me, they know that I love Converse all-stars, high tops, like the canvas shoe. Mm -hmm. I understand that they're not the most uh, <laughs> convenient thing to be wearing on an island. I believe maybe Rob from Survivor Thailand possibly wore a pair of <laughs> high top Converse because he had that whole punk theme going on. But they have Converse stores where they will print images and stuff like that on the side of the shoe for you. So you could print like a family photo or something like that on the side of your shoe. And uh, because it is that kind of material, you'd hope that it wouldn't uh, destroy. But having a pair of shoes with your family on them would be pretty cool. I think I would be too strategic with my clothing <laughs> choices that it wouldn't go anywhere. But do you think the socks are a good idea? Does it like, is it a way to get socially in with somebody or does it make you look like a threat because you're a family man and... Like, no, I, I think like it's both. It's both, but more on a great tool to use, for, in my opinion. I think he has the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? He has a negative thing around him uh, coming off too hard, too strong, too uh, resistant in his just his aura. He's this big dude. Mm -hmm. He's got tats. He's kind of got resting bitch face. So you've got this these socks with this, you know, his son on them. And you yeah. kind of go, all right, this guy's got a softer, more sincere, genuine side. Maybe I can get to know him on a more um, legitimate level. And I think that's going to be a strength for him out there. Definitely. Um, along with that, let's talk about, you know, so connections to home. Mm -hmm. We see Karishma talking about something very personal on national television yeah. and i felt so awkward listening in to her talking about her marriage and kind of her struggles right now in her marriage and yeah. i was both cringing and once again relating with karishma so much so let's talk about that whole segment about karishma and her arranged marriage and whatnot well did we did we actually get the the definition of her marriage being that of an arranged marriage i know right. that she said her parents had met two weeks before they got married but she felt pressured by her parents to, to get married, get married. And so that, whether it was yeah. a matter that she you know met a man and all that kind of stuff um and then chose to get married for the sake of it um, but unfortunately, what we do here is that right now it feels more like they're roommates, which I think everybody kind of took a moment to kind Ooh. of go, you know, wow. you're talking about this is your home life and then you're out here where you're also feeling on the outs. It makes sense now. Mm -hmm. you know, it makes sense that this is affecting you as much as it is because people who have a good home life, when they're out there struggling with stuff, they've always got, well, you know what? Back home, I've got my support system. I'm good. It doesn't matter. Out here, it can suck because when I go back home, I've got that support system. We don't know that Karishma necessarily has that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think um, Karishma might not have a lot going on inside the game, but through the edit, she is the person who has gotten like the most character development that like every single episode we have right. gotten a confessional from her about her life or struggles she's gone through. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, I don't know, it kind of connects you to Karishma and like you want to root for her to survive, even though she's not doing that great, but. Well, I, I will flick in my drop your buff moment 
It is Karishma related because we didn't see Boston Rob or Sandra this episode. (laughs) (laughs) But um, when we were at the challenge and Jeff kept on going, you know, Karishma's holding the tribe back, Karishma's slowing the group down and she stands at the end of that platform and she just screams out, no, I'm not. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. She did not stop trying and I commend her on that. Sure, it's harder for her. It's harder for a lot of people. But she didn't give up. We've seen people in challenges give up before, you know. I don't even think Karishma was that slow. Like, she was not holding the team back. Jeff was brutal on her. Yeah. And the other thing is, what I did enjoy is that I feel like we saw something from this new Lyra tribe that we hadn't seen from the other one, which was somebody said, help her get out. And they mm. all grabbed her and they helped her out. Oh, and good those point. were my takeaway moments where I was like, I think this is a tribe that's willing to work with her, where her other tribe had already given up on her because they were just like, well, she's out next week. She's out next week. And this tribe has kind of valued her in the sense that she's a number for us because she's not going back to them. So let's try and make her feel accepted. Let's try and reel her in. And somebody who was very good at reeling people in and making them feel accepted this episode was Kelly. That's exactly what I was going to say. She's such a good social player. Now, I had very strong feelings towards Kelly at the start of this season. I thought she might be somebody who was going to be hesitant and resistant towards people. But she's flipped that on me. And I'm really enjoying watching her game out there because she is that person that people are going to and she's getting to make the decision. I will say, though... (laughs) Her outfit is so weird. When she was solving the fire puzzle at the reward challenge, she has this like black hat on that um, is like a bucket hat. She's got purple leggings and she has her button up shirt on. I was so thrown off by her outfit and I never pay attention to what they're wearing. So did you see what she turned up to on the first day? In the, she was wearing essentially a like a skirt that went down to her ankles. What looked like a blouse tucked into yeah. that. She was wearing a blazer on top of that with the hat. I thought she was going to start like <laughs> running down the street singing, Dominic, <laughs> like she looked like something out of the sound of music. Like one of those, like, you know, nuns off duty. It was ridiculous. So the fact that you're calling her out for leggings, I'm like, that's an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't Survivor like, almost pick your outfit like you have you can send them like hey i want to wear this but they can easily veto that and force something else have you noticed that in the last couple of seasons we're not seeing swimsuits anymore we're seeing underwear so we're seeing regular bras regular underwear yes they're different cuts but they're not the swimsuits that they've been geared to wear in the past my drop your briefs moment is anytime tommy (laughs) is on the screen (laughs) <laughs> drop your brace moment for tommy i love it oh, oh my that, that's my friday podcast never mind never mind wrong. <laughs> move on <laughs> but, okay. yeah, so, so tell me this episode you were saying he is great i okay if uh, going back to the tribe swap when they actually dropped their buff uh-huh. Um, he was standing next to Jack. One of my favorite moments. It's not my drop your buff yes! moment. Oh, I saw this too. Yes, and Jack like sho- smelled it, and then he shoved it in Tommy's face, and you just see Tommy smack his hand and say <laughs> no. But he smelt it first. He smelt <laughs> it first. <laughs> I was and like that relationship right there 
was like, okay, these people are like friends. Like these people yeah. have a camaraderie. They have a silly slapstick kind of thing. So it was, it was kind of interesting to see um, how the swap happened because these people have actually formed real bonds. And, you know, we've had Tommy say in the past, I've got Jamal and I've got Jack. Right. You know? And they ended up, I believe, in a different tribe, right? Jamal and Jack ended up in one tribe and Tommy ended up in the other tribe. Okay, so Jack and Jamal are together on Lyro, but we barely saw the episode from their point of view. Did we see anything from Jamal? We saw... Other than... The the three um, old Lyro were all on the beach together and they were all talking. Well, it was Dean and um, Tom were talking mm-hmm. and like, we need to get in their minds. And then you saw Jamal walk <laughs> up behind them and they're like, right. hey, we're trying to get into your mind and try and see what you're thinking. So that's, <laughs> I think the only time we really saw Jamal. Yeah, Jamal did say that Karishma was the obvious choice. He mm-hmm. was playing along. Mm-hmm. It did do very well at that. Like, like it was a very solid. Well, she's the obvious choice. There was no umming and ahhing about it. Or actually, we're not going to be giving out any names, which we often see at a switch. We see people say, "You know what? We're going to talk, and I'll let you know at tribal." Right. And you know what? I'm just realizing right now is that all of the strategy before tribal council, we saw mostly from a female perspective we saw kelly we saw janet and you guys know i'm all about girl power so i love it i love it i think what's happening now is it the the fact that it's so hard to piece together who's in what tribes is because it's not by tribal lines this season is very much individuals which i'm loving Mm -hmm. because it's very much there is, um, there's this thing that's been talked about this whole season, which is um, that whole thing of what's going to happen if you're friends with everybody. You're not going to know where the vote's going to go. We saw it happen. Chelsea got kicked out. Vince got kicked out. They both went out with idols in their pocket. People just don't know where the votes are going this way because they're believing people because there is this trust that's being gained. But that's, that's such a trap. Because you, if you get along with everybody, then, and we've seen it with people in the past, like Andrea Belke is one of those people who always says she feels comfortable and then she gets voted out. Oof. You know, and we're seeing that happen every single tribal council this season. We are. We are. Is there um, anything you guys want to say about the strategy before we get to the tribal council? I don't think we mentioned it, but spoiler alert, Lyra lost the immunity challenge. <laughs> now, now we're here. Which well, I he- hated. I hated the immunity challenge. It was just so backyard survivor. It was something that you could kind of basically, I mean, other than I don't have an ocean in my backyard. But it was like, this is a challenge that like, they're just jumping off of this thing. They're Mm -hmm. balancing this ball and then they're shooting a hoop. It was like, We've seen this challenge take place on the ground. The first part of it would have been under a net. The second part is just on, you know, balance beams. The third part is just getting the balls back to the person who's going to shoot for whatever, whether it's a slingshot, whether it's just different varieties of the same thing. But I will say it didn't disappoint in terms of the other tribe catching up. We've been seeing that a lot this season where the one tribe is in ahead, they'll still catch up to the place that the other one essentially is at. And we did see Dean get to redeem himself. Yes. Because he's not done well in <laughs> nearly any of the challenges that we've seen. <laughs> and he caught up. He got two of those balls into the hoops. 
with one left. He hit it a couple of times, but wasn't able to come through with the goods this time. But I will say overall, Dean got a very good um, edit this episode. And I think Mm -hmm. we're going to see him possibly get better from here. Do you know what could have helped him win that challenge? What is that? Applebee's. Applebee's. (laughs) What? But we we actually didn't touch upon his relationship with Kelly, be it that they have a mutual friend. Now, when when you're on the island, you have no idea who anybody is. You form these bonds. You don't know if people are telling the truth. People can be lying about their lives. They can be completely deceptive. People leave the island being betrayed by their closest ally just to find out when they get voted out and they talk, they're like, oh, I lied to you the whole time. You weren't my closest ally. That stuff hurts. And it, it you don't realise until you kind of do your own version of it. We've <laughs> all experienced it. We all came back after it. But it hurts in the time. It hurts in the moment. So finding somebody out there who has a common person, a mutual friend, that's like gold mm. out there. You know, we didn't see Sandra or Boston Rob being that familiar person, as Desiree mentioned a couple of weeks ago. But this week, we saw Kelly and Dean find that mutual person so they could relate to one another. And on the same lines, so obviously we saw it in a positive light. Like, we both know this person. But my other thought about how Kelly knows Dean's ex-girlfriend is I was thinking, did Kelly know Dean, I mean, know Dean's girlfriend while he was dating her? Or was this post-Dean? So, like, what if, like, Kelly has heard all these things about this girl's (laughs) ex-boyfriend and how awful he is and all the things he did wrong? And she's like, oh, oh, yeah, I've heard about you. You know, I mean, who knows? Because like he did say it was a six and a half year long relationship. I believe he's 28 years old now. So depending on where that fell, that's a significant amount of time mm-hmm. to be in a relationship. So whether she, and she went to school with this person. So you can imagine that that would have overlapped at some point. But the fact that they wouldn't have met each other makes me wonder how close she was to this person. And if it is just the fact that they were in the same classes together. Right. um, You know, and they went to the same school, but they didn't necessarily have anything to do with each other. They were just familiar with one another. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they have that random mutual connection. And that in itself, you can build a whole alliance off of. Yep. I mean, if you just happen to have explored the same town during the summers and you're like oh i used to go to this ice cream shop i used to go to that ice cream shop (laughs) that's that's enough you know for people to say that's the kind of person who would have walked down this street seen the same trees that it's it's weird how much that can connect the person even though they actually actually have nothing in common or even like my favorite restaurant is applebee's (laughs) applebee's what that's my favorite restaurant apparently It is Karishma's favorite sit-down restaurant, (laughs) as we learned this episode. Applebee's spent so much money on this episode, so more power to them. Yeah, them and their gummy sharks. I I want to jump to my drop your buff moment, which was when we go to Tribal Council and we see Boston Rob and Sandra walk in, and my jaw dropped because I totally forgot that they were a part of this season. (laughs) Because of Applebee's. 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 I was so surprised that I forgot about my dearly beloved Sandra, and honestly, I didn't miss them. 
Oh. It's a shame, isn't it? It makes sense, yeah. I love them, but I was enjoying this episode so much that I totally forgot about them. It would be nice to say that it was a nice break yes. from yes. the theme of the series. You know, sometimes you just need a break from someone. Yeah, just a short break and then decide if you want to go back. I mean, I'm not talking <laughs> from experience. <laughs> so what about tribal council um the one thing that i really stuck on with our this tribal council was when janet called out dean for not oh. talking to her oh, wow. if, I have a, if i could have a second drop your buff moment it would be <laughs> this because she did not back down she was giving it to him straight and he was not given any room no wiggle room no Jamal wiggle room, <laughs> as wiggle, I know wiggle, you wiggle. love Evan. <laughs> but it's like it, it was it was blatant. There was there was no ifs or buts about it. She she went straight for it, and I I wonder if she did that because she knew she was in the numbers and she had that freedom to kind of talk candidly and openly. Yeah, she was I, like just throwing him under the bus in the middle of tribal. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that Dean. Um, he said that like I went to each person, like I pitched myself as a whole, and then I went to each person and I told you like how I'm going to be beneficial to your game. And it's like you you were literally telling everybody that you're just like whispering sweet nothings into their ear. That was so felt, like, bad that, was that he said that. That was so yeah. bad. I look, I don't know if it was bad because he's also trying to pitch to five other people that I'm willing to go to you all one-on-one -on -one and communicate with you. I'm not just going to assume by talking to one person that it's going to get through to the rest of the people. However, when Janet called him out, that's what it sounded like, I, that he is going to one person and expecting the group to get the memo. But I think he was kind of trying to pitch that I'm willing to talk to you all one-on-one, -on -one, but you can't just pitch it. You have to follow through with it. And that's where she called him out. Detective Dean, you forgot someone. Yeah. Detective Dean Kowalski. Can't just talk to who you want to talk to. You have to talk to everybody involved because as we as an audience has, has have observed, after I get tongue-tied, <laughs> she is one of the most powerful players out there. Her, her bond with Tommy allowed them to be in the middle of the tribe calling the shots without coming off blatant. And she may not be getting the edit of somebody who's calling the shots, but she is, like we mentioned earlier in this episode, she is that social player mm -hmm. who, whether they are the mental strategist behind the moves going down, their social connections are going to be the overpowering force that if somebody's like, hey, what do you think about Janet? All right, we've got to either tell Janet or we've got to make sure this, this gets off of Janet. See, Chelsea didn't necessarily have that, and that's why Chelsea became the vote. But I think that you know, Janet is calling things as she sees it. She's being able to adapt to her environments, communicate with certain people. I'm, I'm calling her out as one of the strongest players this season. Yeah, wow. and that's kind of a good transition to my drop your buff moment was when I think Dean was saying that like, okay, so the, everyone was voting for Karishma and uh, then it like Karishma managed to flip it and there's somebody that was masterminding the whole thing. And um, Karishma's like, I have no idea who did it. They just whispered me a name. And then you just have time that's like, she's lying. She knows exactly who it is. And it's like, dang. <laughs> like, it's so easy for him in that position to just, even if he's telling a lie, like, 
it's so easy to throw her under the bus and like she knew the entire time she knows everything mm-hmm. so how did I we feel he... about tom in that moment because yeah what did you me, think for me like tom was that person who last tribal council i didn't really care for what he had to say about like oh don't listen to karishma you don't buy this do you and then this time around he's doing this thing and wait was that last the last vote for the lyra tribe or was that the vote before because he and karishma have had a few moments of trouble council now yeah and it seems that she got the the better end of the deal this time around unfortunately tom was the one to go home i thought it came off like really well in my opinion when i watched it i thought to myself wow good call tom he was like uh no she did know what was going on and she didn't because she had nothing else to say so she like overreacted like no i didn't tom i had no idea who did it and it was Uh-oh. like oh i think that but might be a lie <laughs> I, I i will say that i saw i saw her speaking differently at this tribal council to tribal councils before beforehand i saw her p- pitching more of a victim like help me where this time she was like, no, I'm going to help myself. That's not what happened. Yay. So I think that there was a different approach on it where she's like, he's lying. I've got his number. Where in the other tribal council, she's like, please don't listen to them. There was more of a begging where this time I feel like she's, she's getting it a little more now. Finally. She's people that she can start playing with. Yes. So whether that's me just wanting to believe that that, <laughs> that is how she's been playing, that's kind of a little bit of a perception because she turned around and she said, no, I didn't. I, I don't know what else is like it, it was it was waffled but the execution was different to what she's done in the past um so I want to like kind of share a little bit of a thought I had about how Tom got voted out and what went wrong so I think it comes basically down to this each three of those Lyra members that are on the outs they have to sell themselves to the majority alliance to tell them, I am with you, I am with you, keep me, because I will be there for you. Oh my gosh, that sounds like friends. I'll be there for <laughs> Okay. Or, if they don't want to do that, they have to do some other amazing feat of strategy to get out of their predicament. And here's the problem. Tom didn't make them think that he was with them as much as Karishma sold herself and Dean sold himself. And, on top of that, he was not seen as essential for challenges. I think we got a brief snippet of someone saying that he isn't a good swimmer, he isn't a good puzzle person, and you know that in itself showed that he's not super essential for challenges, and he's not convincing me that he's on my side like Karishma and Dean are, so he was the one to go. Well, my question is this. We saw a moment at Tribal Council where Rob turned to Sandra once Tom was voted out and he said to her, well, they're not going to win any challenges now. Mm-hmm. My question is, was that a comment saying that Tom was an asset to their tribe or that Karishma is holding them back and they should have taken her out? I'm not convinced that it was that he was an asset. No, I think it was, I both. believe it was a Karish. I think it was a Karishma dig. Cause we heard a lot of Karishma digs this episode. Right. And the, the other thing is the Tom vote. I believed it was going to be Tom when we saw a confessional from Janet saying he's team tribe oriented. And when you've got Karishma talking about how can I help you, 
And then you've got Dean talking about, I'm, you know, not with them. They were on the other, I was on the other side of the vote. And then you've got Tom being like, I'll do what's best for the tribe. I'll do what's best for the tribe. All you're going to say is, what was he talking to the other tribe about when he was there? I'm going to do what's best for the tribe. So he's a loyal person. He's going to be harder to sway. And Janet had his number when she was like, he's this kind of person. He's very this, he's very that. And there's not much wiggle room. And I think I've mentioned that a couple um, episodes ago. I was like, he's, he's a hard player. He's not an emotional player. And the emotional players are the ones you want to work with because there's room to actually get them to change their vote, change their mind, sway them. And he's Good not point. necessarily swayable. He, he, mm-hmm. was, he was well-rooted in the ground. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he might bend, but he ain't, he ain't moving. And Janet noticed that, just like you said. Mm-hmm. So that's, that was where I kind of picked up on her stuff. Right. So Tom is voted out. We hear his last words where he says, at least I made Aww. history that I was the first Canadian to play Survivor and also the first Canadian to get voted out of Survivor. Yes. And I commend him on going out with his head held high and kind of embracing the whole experience, you know? That's somebody who can accept their flaws and their differences and their strengths and kind of walk out and say, well, I did everything I did and so be it. And I, that's, that's really kind of like a great quality to have as a person. I don't think any of us are sitting here saying that Tom is a certain type of person. Right. He might be a certain type of survivor player, which is absolutely different to real life. So you might enjoy somebody more than him in terms of staying in the game. But as a person, he seems like a really genuine guy. Yeah, he seems like a great guy. I have a production question. Mm -hmm. So uh, Tom got voted out five to two, and that was because Nora didn't have a vote. Yes. And Jeff read five votes when only four votes were needed. And I believe I've heard when, like, the block a vote or something came into effect or somebody lost their vote, like, Jeff would say that, he would say in interviews that it didn't matter, like, he's not going to, he doesn't have to read all the votes. And then players are just going to leave tribal wondering like, why was there only seven votes read instead of eight? And this time they didn't do that. So are they- So wait, just to clarify. On that? Yeah, just to clarify, there were actually five votes for Tom read out? There were five votes read. But they only needed four for it to be- A like... majority, because there was only huh. seven people voting. Interesting, I, I didn't pick up on vote. that. So I feel like they've switched their philosophy and they're like, we're just going to read them all. No, you know what it is? Because technically, if there was eight votes, it would take five for him to leave. But the tribe doesn't know that there's only seven votes. So in order to, to call it um, without giving away that there was a vote not used, they would have had to do five. But I feel like I've read an interview about Jeff saying that, like, if the tribe was counting the votes, they would know that there was a vote missing. If and I he believe would have that done... happened in a prior season. Yeah, that he would have I, ended it at four. But I, I, re- said, I remember that four now. votes, that's enough. And then yes. they would have gone back to camp like, like wait, wait, what? So my question is, does that mean that the first time was a blunder and they tried to correct it this time around? <laughs> Maybe. Keeping them on their toes. Yeah. All right. I wanted to kind of do something this week that we haven't necessarily touched upon, but I definitely want to get your input. Now, we've seen enough of each player this this season, and I kind of want to rank them 
in power players who are set up in a good position right now, people who are in trouble, and our wild card players. My question is, who are our strongest players this season? Who are our weaker players this season? And who do we think are our wild cards? All right. I am still on the Lauren train. Lauren is my top dog for strongest player this season. Don't at me. Okay. Wow. I mean, Interesting. I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just I said say... don't at me. <laughs> okay. So we're just going to block <laughs> Hannah right on. now. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I think I mean... for me, um, Kelly is just doing so like under the radar, good socially. I feel like she is just doing a really strong job. Like I can see her at the end. Um, I, I think it. if you had have asked, if I had been asked this last week, I would have had a different answer. But after this episode, I'm I'm really thinking that Janet's in a good spot. Mm-hmm. Because I she's think, somebody mm-hmm. who's in the majority right now. She's not weak enough to be the person to vote out. And when it comes to the individual portion of the game, she'll also be seen as not as threatening enough in a physical portion of the game. I think we're going to see her get really far. Yes. And I think we would all agree that the other two major power players that stand out are Missy and Tommy. Agreed. I feel like Tommy is going to be fizzling out very quickly, and Missy is. How too. dare you? <laughs> I I love them both, but I feel like they are going to be seen as like these people are loved by everyone. It's time to go. I think I, Jason is somebody who is what? also flying under the radar, and I think he. Will I'm going to put. Five. I think Jason's a wild card. I don't yeah, think he's I a stronger player. I All think right, we got Jason go- the wild card. Jason's a wild card. I I will say that the Missy and Tommy, that question, I think that Missy's going to be um, targeted sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Just because she is coming off a little more threatening. I don't know that Tommy will be targeted as soon. Um, I will put Elaine as my wild card. She, I could see her going, I could see her being like a huge power player in the end but like secretly power player or i could see her being out next week well see that's my my question is you know we saw her at a tribal council saying i don't know where the votes are going whether that was true whether that was trying to throw people off her radar you know sandra was like this one doesn't know where her vote's going or what it's happening ever Mm -hmm. um and then (laughs) you know i think that she's I think she's at the bottom of her tribe right now with aaron flipping over to the other four i think she's the person in question he's not going to flip on elizabeth he's not going to flip on missy and unless he does flip on missy which be would be a very very interesting spin on that tribal council Ooh, i'm intrigued because he said he's willing to flip but he didn't say at the like unless it's missy yeah that's true is it too on the nose for me to put Nora as my wild card? <laughs> I think it's perfect. I yes. honestly do. I think that people like Nora and Jason definitely belong in the wild card portion of this game. I don't because, agree. Well, here's the thing. If Nora gets to the end and she uses the Courtney Yates defense of, how did you all let me get here? Nobody thought oh, I would get I can't. I'm just like holding my head right now. I just can't imagine. Okay. What about Jamal? I feel like Jamal is a big wild card. Yes. I feel agreed. like, okay, I, I'll change it to Jamal. Interesting. I, All right. Well, who's in trouble? Who are, who are our people that next week it could be their time? Because my, my gut's telling me Elaine is not in a good spot. 
Oof. We've, and of that. course, we've got Dean and Karishma on the outs. I, I, I honestly think, think that they're going to be used as numbers now to break well, up who, that five. Who will they turn? Who will Vokai turn against on that? Okay. Tribe? So this is I what think... I was saying this whole episode. I think that Nora needs Karishma because once Karishma's gone, then it's Nora. Okay. So Nora needs to work with people like Karishma, okay. possibly Dean. And if she can somehow convince Kelly to work with her because they've both been to the Island of Idols, okay. they're the only people with that information on that tribe, I believe, has anybody... Well, Vince has been voted out. Elizabeth's on the other tribe. We've only seen four people go. I can see those four. I can see that happening. I and literally cannot see that happening. I cannot <laughs> really? see Nora accomplishing anything of that sort. <laughs> I don't know. It's a fear tactic. And she did say that she likes putting fear into people. And if she turns around and says, you guys go for me, Kelly, I'm going to tell everybody what's at the Island of Idols. And I'm going to tell them you've got an idol. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. It's up for debate. It's up for debate. I think... I don't know. I just don't see. But who who were the other options to take out? Yeah, I agree yeah. that Elaine is probably the easy boot on Vokai, and it's just going to be default. Like we have to get somebody out, like Elaine. I have no idea who it could be on Lyro. Like you could pitch a case for all of them. Jack, yeah, who are the Kelly is safe. There's Jack, Jack Jamal, Jamal, Kelly, Janet, and Nora. they also have two wow. idols on that tribe, right? And Jamal has Jamal. an idol. And, and then Kelly. Kelly. But does Kelly's wow. idol, is that null and void Spire? now? Has that been three, has that been three tribal councils? I have no idea. Maybe it's been two, maybe it's been three. I no, bet that the next... Second episode. I think the next one. I bet the next episode is going to start with her saying, this is my last time to use this idol. Or it's <laughs> going to start with, oh, I ran out of time for my idol. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the other thing. It's like, do you use that as like a fake idol now? Do you, what do you do with that? So we've, we've seen some of that play out in past seasons and people get called out for that in the form right. of Ron. Um, but if it's played well, who knows how that can be a benefit. Oh, goodness. So, okay, we've got our, our people ahead, people behind, people in the middle. And then there's the three of us wrapping up a wonderful <laughs> episode of drop your buffs i'm so glad we could have you here today evan because Aww. we didn't really get into it but you and i well i should say the three of us did a tribe swap on our season of survival challenge we all ended up in the same tribe evan and i were thick as thieves and hannah pretended that she was working with us <laughs> oh i don't even think she pretended she didn't care that i was on that tribe no Stop she, it. she pretended by coming up to us on two occasions and saying we're good right that, that was the extent of it. But unfortunately, Evan got the boot prior to my own vote, but I got voted out on the same day. Um, so we could say that we got tribe screwed ourselves, um, which we were really hoping we'd see more of that this episode. And it, it doesn't seem like anybody is clearly blatantly on the outside right. on this on this switch, which, you know what, it's actually very refreshing as a viewer to see that yes. everybody's doing it with a chance like last yeah. episode i said the one thing i didn't want to see was the blatant someone on the outs where one person is just has no hope and we didn't see that we saw that dean krishma and tom could work for their spot you know and and what did i say i didn't want to see 
I didn't want to see three tribes. I wanted to see two tribes. Yay. We got our got wish. Two <laughs> tribes. And I'm very excited about it. So we're all winning here. Winners all around. And um, you guys had so much fun today. This was so much fun. Thank you this for having great. me. Yeah, Evan, you are just the best. You make me laugh all the time. And <laughs> I hope that one day we can see each other again and go have some Applebee's together. Applebee's. Applebee's. Oh, oh my We're going to have to do that now, you know. That's We're going gonna to have to. <laughs> We're going to go. We'll take a photo. We'll put it on our Twitter account, which is Drop Your Buffs Pod and our YouTube channel, Drop Your Buffs Chat with Dion and Hannah. <laughs> survive and then, for chat well i mean it was close <laughs> give me this Kevin. give me this <laughs> hannah just just hire me just put Ooh, me in Dion. i love it well evan hire do you know chat. our um do you know our handles no absolutely ah. not <laughs> so you got hannah Gillia spelled g-i-l-i-a or you can follow Dion alexander Dion spelled d-j-o-n i am on both instagram and twitter hannah are you on both instagram and twitter yes sir all right. And that is how you can find us. Please continue to follow along, listen to our podcast. We have so much fun making them. We can't make them without you guys. And we really do want to finish up this season very strong. It's such a great season. I'm very excited about it. And again, so excited to be here. I would love to mention that I've been trying to tweet out some polls on Twitter. Like I've been like tweeting some like so getting some viewer responses so if you're on twitter follow us so you can answer our questions exactly because with your input we can just make magic you guys Aww. so much magic right here. <laughs> magic. all right well <laughs> dion and evan I've got nothing for you. Time what? to go. Last week, Aww. last week, I left thinking that maybe you had something for me. But this week, uh, fine. Hannah, can I have your jacket at least, please? <laughs> can I, Just can I have your jacket? Uh, Hannah? Uh, Hannah? <laughs> Perfect. Bye. All right, bye, everyone. No jackets for you. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs.